Good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is our 670th day together, walking through God's Word, one chapter per day. And we are in Luke chapter 12. Back to Dr. Luke. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, which is sufficient and powerful, and it is penetrating, and it is wonderful. You alone have the words of eternal life, so write them on our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 12. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and whatever you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher! Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? If then 
you are not able to do as small a thing as that. Why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and get drunk and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour that he does not know. And he will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will, but did not get ready or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, one, in one house there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. 
They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the east, you say at once, A shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be a scorching heat, and so it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an extra, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. Luke chapter 12. As always, the words of Jesus are just powerful. They are so unexpected. He never says what we expect him to say. He's saying one thing, and we understand it, and we think we get it. It's challenging us. And then all of a sudden, he says something different and also equally challenging, but in a different way. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Religious people are really, really good at being hypocrites, putting up an appearance, putting on a mask, putting on a costume of righteousness. And everything in this chapter is really designed to penetrate to the heart and say, costumes of righteousness, masks of respectable religiosity will not do in the kingdom of God under the kingship of Lord Jesus. There's nothing covered up that will not be revealed. There's nothing hidden that will not be made known. Whatever you've said in the dark will be heard in the light. So, what do we do? If we, if we can't get by with religious costumes, what are we to do? Well, the first thing we are to do is to fear the Lord. From the heart, from the inside out, there must flow a reverence for God, a deep and trembling, awestruck, thankful reverence for God. Why? Because he cares for us. He alone has the rightful authority to cast us into hell. We've broken his law. We're justly condemned before him. He has the power. He has the authority to take our life on this earth and cast us into hell. And instead, he numbers all the hairs on our head. He does not forget us. He values us more than many sparrows. That ought to cause us to, from the heart, have a reverence for God that shatters religious mask wearing and respectable religiosity. And one of the first ways that should overflow in our lives is a willingness to confess Jesus before men because we're no longer trying to put up a good front and have people think that we're good, respectable people. We are just overflowing with the fear of the Lord, the, the rightful gospel love of God for all that he is and all that he's done for us. And we should overflow with, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about this one who rescued me from hell and who made me a dearly loved child of God. Let me tell you about this one. And so we should acknowledge him. If we're denying him before man, it's probably an indication of that same hypocrisy that like, I just want to fit in. So when I'm at church, I'll act churchly 
and I'll say Jesus and God and prayer and hallelujah and praise the Lord and sing the hymns. But when I'm out in the world, there I'm going to switch to my different mask and be like, ah, you know, I don't really want to get into all that. I'm not really into religion, right? Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a mask wearer and you won't worry about switching masks. Be who you are as someone who fears the Lord, no matter who you are around. And yes, it will cost you. The world will reject you. The world will ridicule you. But God will be with you. God will use you. Who knows how God might use you in the lives of someone else? You know what else it means, though? Not only do we need to fear the Lord from the heart and be willing to speak about Jesus, but it also means that we cannot follow after the same value system that this world pursues. And the value system this world pursues, the probably the most common thing is just to think that the value of a person is how much money they have. Just think about it. Listen to the news. Watch what goes on. Who gets celebrated? Just today that I'm recording this, they announced that Taylor Swift is officially now a billionaire. Great. Does that make her a better person? Right? And they always talk about who's the world's wealthiest man. Is it Elon Musk or is it Jeff Bezos? And who's overtaking who? And oh, here's some guy from India who's coming into the picture. Like, does it matter? Like, does any of that really matter? No, it doesn't. Their wealth is tied up in stock options of a stock market that's just people guessing about what things are valued and not valued. And anything in this world is passing away. Your soul, this man who says, I have, you know, I have got many things. I'm going to tear down my barns and build larger ones and store all my grain and my goods. I'm going to, I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency. I'm going to diversify, diversify my portfolio. I'm going, to, I'm going to grab up a lot of real estate. You know, fool, this very night your soul is required of you. What good is all this going to do you when you have to stand before God? Be rich toward God. That's what matters. Be rich toward God. And don't be anxious either. The, the love of money, the pursuit of worldly pleasures and power and comforts, it tends to make us very anxious. When am I going to get that raise? How am I going to get that promotion? How are we going to pay for this vacation that we want to take? We're anxious about many things. And Jesus tells us that God loves us. God takes care of us. God feeds the ravens. God clothes the lilies. You don't need to worry. Just seek God. Seek his kingdom. He'll take care of you. It's his pleasure. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If your heavenly father, the God of the universe, is well pleased to give you the kingdom of God, do you need to worry about anything else? No. You don't. Give it to God. Pursue God. There are money bags that don't grow old. There's a treasure that never fails. And it's kept in heaven. It's kept in heaven. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then, the next thing to do is to be ready for Jesus to come again. Be serving the Lord. Be serving the Lord. If Jesus finds you awake and actively serving him. This is astounding. He says, Jesus himself says in verse 37, 
Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. Jesus is going to come and serve the servants he finds awake and watching for him and serving him actively. But we need to be wise. We need to be faithful. The call is to be faithful. And if we've been given much, like we here in America have been given much, we are those to whom much has been given. In verse 48, we have the Bible available to us in a 25 or 30 different English translations that are readily available to us at the click of a button. We have books galore. I mean, I look around here in this room, I mean, I have, I have hundreds of good Christian books, commentaries, and books about the Christian living, and books about missions, and books about church history, and books about... It's, we have, we're blessed. We're blessed. Use those blessings to bless others with the truth of God. And then here's where Jesus takes sort of a left turn, just when we're sort of getting on and we sort of understand, okay, not hypocrisy, fear the Lord from the heart, seek the kingdom of God, trust him, don't be anxious. He says, you need to realize I didn't come here to bring unity. I didn't come here to bring peace on earth. Even though people like to sing about that at Christmas time, that's not why Jesus came. He came to bring peace to his people, peace to those with whom God is pleased, but he didn't come to bring peace on earth. He came to bring division. He came to preach a word that cuts and divides between those who are called by God and those who are enemies of God. And we have a responsibility to preach the same word straight. And you might say, well, I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. Your life preaches. Your testimony preaches. Keep it straight. Keep it straight. And understand that that should affect everything in your life. You should be aware of the times in which you're living. You should have a sense for the spiritual pulse of the age in which God has placed you. And you should seek to live at peace with everybody. Because if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ and a peacemaker, you can't be fighting for the same things. This whole thing about settle with your accuser, like, how can we be suing and fighting for all the things that people of the world sue and fight for if we really belong to God? Just settle with them and just make peace as those who are called to represent Christ. Well, that is a challenging chapter. Who is able to do any of these things? Nobody. But every child of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can, by that Holy Spirit, walk in the ways of Jesus. Not perfectly, and certainly not in our own strength, even one step. But every child of God can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, fear God from the heart, testify to the truth of Jesus, seek first the kingdom of God, wait for Jesus' coming, be faithful to him till the end, kept and sustained by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we need your Holy Spirit to empower us to be faithful. We're distracted. We're distressed. We are hypocrites too often. Our hearts are divided too easily. Help us to walk in the ways of Jesus. Help us to follow in your footsteps. Help us to honor you 
with our lives by your grace and for your glory, being the people of God first. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that is Luke chapter 12. I hope it was a benefit and a blessing and encouragement and a challenge to you. It was all of those things to me. It always is when we spend time together in God's word. Tomorrow we're going to go back to the book of Isaiah, picking up with chapter 3. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.